what we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. On this episode of What We're Not Talking About, I'm going to be answering the question, how do I help my partner who's suffering from anxiety? Now, this is an amazing question, and I'm so happy that it was asked because I think a lot of us really focus on our own anxiety or what it is instead of on how to help either ourselves or our partners. So this is a deep question, and I'm going to do my best to sum it up briefly. So the first thing I would say is ask. So first of all, I would say Ask your partner how you can help. Now, I know this seems very simple, but a lot of us get really caught up in the educational aspect of this when a lot of the time it's really hard for someone on a podcast or in a blog article to give personalized recommendations on how to help someone. For instance, say your partner doesn't like to be touched when they're feeling especially anxious. This is something that I know I've experienced in the past. So it's not that in left field, if you will. By asking your partner how they would like to be helped, you're showing them that you care about them, right? And you're expressing to them through words that you're here for them, that you have the foresight to ask how to be of assistance in advance of an anxious episode. Please do not ask this question in the middle of someone freaking out. I have had this question asked to me and it just sends me overboard and I'll tell you why. I am having a hard enough time managing my own emotions. And when someone comes to me and is like, oh, how do I help you? It demonstrates to me that they're probably freaking out as well. They see that I'm suffering or I'm in pain and they just want to make it better, but they're confused and they don't know what to do. So they're then looking to me, the expert in anxiety, as I'm the one who has had anxiety for 25 plus years, to help them through the process. And let me tell you, that does not work. And might result in a heightened leveling in anxiety or other symptomatic emotions such as anger or even something as severe as disassociation. So that's out of the way. You've asked your partner in advance how you can help them. And if they've come back with an answer along the lines of, I don't know, or just hold my hand, listen to the holding the hand aspect and listen to the rest of this episode because I've got a little bit more insight. So a lot of the times when it comes to being anxious, what's happening is there's a heightened level of tension in the body. It's very common fact that when we experience anxiety, we're in our fight or flight mode. Cortisol, adrenaline, all that stuff is pumping and we're really trying to survive. But we don't have that imminent threat in our 
lives like they did back in the caveman era of a woolly mammoth coming after us. That's not really what's happening. So our anxiety is trying to relieve the tension in our body. So with that said, how can someone be there to help you through that? If you sit with them and just be with them, that's the first thing you can really do. The second thing you can do is educate yourself on some symptoms that people may have when they go through an anxiety attack or something similar, because we want to minimize your reaction as much as possible. In other words, we just don't want you freaking out. If you're freaking out, we're freaking out, everybody's freaking out, it's not, that's not good. It's not good at all. So educate yourself on what anxiety looks like and how it can present itself in different people and individuals and just get to know what it is. Because if you're with a partner who is anxious, a lot of the time that anxiety may continue to present itself over the period of, you know, a few days or a few weeks or even a few months or in extreme cases, years. And if you love that person, you're going to want to know the ins and outs of it. The next step, be patient. I myself am incredibly impatient with myself and the healing of my anxiety. And I am someone that is every single day working on trying to manage that tension and reaction inside of me. And a lot of people out there don't have that time. It's only a few minutes here and there. Sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's not. So patience for your partner is integral in this process. The next step, communicate with them. Something that's really helpful for people who are anxious among who have other issues as well or, you know, just are breathing (laughs) is to create a narrative around what is happening or in short, a story. So if For instance, all of a sudden your partner's heart starts racing and he or she or they are hyperventilating and you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And they're, you know, they go through that motion, they calm down, you're sitting with them, you're either holding their hand if they like that or you're maybe rubbing their back or maybe you're you're not doing either, you're just there with them. Once that person is ready, ask them to walk you through what just happened. Because what's going to happen there is that's going to help them gain some insight about themselves. Anxiety is triggered. It doesn't come out of nowhere. There's something that happens. It can be something as small as a scent or something as big as a confrontation that sends that individual into an anxious spiral. When they are able to start to have insight into their own situation, it allows them to understand what their trigger is. So a very common anxiety trigger, at least for myself, is confrontation. And it can be something really small, too. It can be something along the lines of getting something or doing something wrong in my work. So for instance, in the past, if I made a mistake in my job and my client would be like, hey, like I noticed this was like wrong, like what's up or whatever. 
And like, remember, sometimes people aren't that nice. Sometimes people are like, why did you make that a mistake? Why did you do that for it? You know? So you also remember that not everyone's loving, loving as well. But when that happens, I just go into an anxious mess because what's happening is I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh my God, I'm not good enough. Oh my God, that one time that like teacher got really mad at me. One time this happened and this happened. It's also bringing back all these moments in my past in which that I had very similar feelings. And what my body and brain is doing is it's trying to figure out what's going to happen. So it's taking all those past experiences and saying, okay, this time she got in trouble. This time she got in trouble. This time she got fired. This time she got yelled at. This time she did this. And it's trying to decide what the outcome can be. Now, this is all mostly subconscious. We don't realize this is what's going on. But with all that going on unconsciously in our body, it's no wonder we start shaking or hyperventilating, have racing thoughts, because we're trying to figure out if we are going to survive or not. Most of the time, our body thinks like actually survive, like death or not. But in this case, it's just maybe survive in our job. Unfortunately, people who have anxiety tend to think of the worst case scenario. So let's say it's the very first time they've ever made a mistake at work. And then they think they're going to get fired. Any person who is coming at that situation with a calmed nervous system and a greater perspective on the situation is going to assume that, eh, she might get reprimanded for it, but most likely she'll keep her job. But when it's the anxious person, it's not like that. So it's complicated. It's hard. And that's why the patience is very important. And the building of the narrative or the story behind your anxiety or that your partner's anxiety is integral to helping them through the process. Now, there's so many other bits and pieces I could share with you, but I would be here all day. But if you work on those few steps, that's going to show your partner that you are there in a way that is actually supportive. You're going to ask very little of your partner in that situation. And that's what you need. You need to be the least amount of burden possible. And most importantly, it's going to show your partner that you care and love them. Because there's a lot of shame in mental illness and we're getting better. We really are. But it's years and years and years of this. And although individually we might not experience so much stigma, collectively we do. And that collective memory is something that we do actually all hold within us. So as a friendly reminder, be gentle, be patient and ask your partner how you can support them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.demone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you. Yeah.